You know, the one thing that you can't do, you can't drop your love for art. There are a lot of artists around the world right now that would just love to become a part of your life and style. Highendpottery.com. That's H-I-N-Pottery.com. They're sponsoring this show. They sponsor my entire podcast. They're taking the time to recognize the art that we do every day, and it's time that we recognize their art. Elevate your experience with art. All high-end products are one-of-a-kind functional art pieces. I have been inside their studios. I've watched their art come to life. To find out more, visit HighInPottery.com, H-I-InPottery.com, and tell them that, that Arrow sent you, and the reason why is because they're, they're going to take care of the shipping and handling, HighInPottery.com. Hey, it's Arrow, and this is Play It Forward, a look at the unexpected changes endured by the entertainers, writers, camera people, and all others affected, but not infected by the global invasion of the coronavirus. These are real people. Real stories, the struggle to play it forward. Episode number 116. Throughout her career, author Sally Cole Mish has advocated for progressively environmental conservation and policy, urging people to recognize the value of nature in their lives in order to protect it. This passion and appreciation for the natural world comes through in her immersive debut novel, The Best Part of Us. Yeah, we talk a lot about the book, but we also go very deep into the connections that we need to be having with nature. The very thing that could help millions of people nationwide who are sitting feet or even inches from their nearest touch. Being one with nature is a great mental and physical healer during these COVID-19 days and nights. I'm good. How are you, Eero? Have you been outside into nature yet? Because that's what we're supposed to be doing, you know, during these COVID days. Get out there with nature so we can be healed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or at least or at least manage the anxiety, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and boy, is there a secret to that? Because all you have to do is just get on Facebook once and all of a sudden here it comes back again. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Boy. <laughs> That's why people need to be reading your book, The Best Part of Us, because this right here opens up the door for that little escape to take place. Well, thank you. I'm I'm glad you think so. It's it's one of the things that when my wife first looked into it and really started reading into the chapters, she loves the idea that there's a lot of things going on in this book in the way of multicultural. I mean, it really does. It, anybody can pick up this book and say, you're talking about somebody I know. Oh, that's great. That's good to hear. Yeah, I really wanted to have, um, so the indigenous perspective, you can't think of any type of people or cultural that are more connected to nature and to the land and water. And so it, that to me was an obvious choice. And then having um, Welsh and American cultures in there, it just kind of adds a little diversity, a little uh, extra oomph, as you say, to try and help people connect to the story. Now, how did you make your connection with animals? Because I, I totally believe in animal speak. And I also Native American spirituality is a major part of my life. And so when, when I got into your book, I'm going, oh, my God. <laughs> it hit home for you, huh? <laughs> it did. It did. It absolutely did. Well, good. Good. You know, I just, um, you know, when you're, if you're reading Robin Wall Kimmerer, who is, you know, famous indigenous person um, from New York, and she's, you know, really thinking about looking out at every tree, every spider growing in my kitchen window or whatever, that they all have a lifespan. They all have an energy just like we do. And and the amazing thing is that nature actually emits chemicals. If you go walking in the forest, those trees are emitting chemicals all the time that actually help our spirit and our physical being. And so does water. Whenever it crashes on the shore or whatever, it, the oxygen, it, it releases 
ions that also do the same for us. So it's pretty magical, everything that nature gives to us. Well, you're, you're, you're right on with that, because when, when it comes time for like during the fall months and stuff like that, when they come over and they want to clean the spider webs and all that stuff, I, I tell them, do not touch my spiders. Those spiders are very, they're very precious to me. And especially with the Chinese writing spider and stuff like that, they always, you know, I may not know the language you're speaking, but it does. And the thing about the trees, I, every, every time I use a sheet of paper, because I daily write, that's a living tree that's in my hands every day. And there's a respect for that tree that sacrificed its life so I could write. Absolutely. Absolutely. The respect is so, so important to any, any way that nature provides to us and that we take from it. You're right. The name of the book is called The Best Part of Us. This, this right here, I mean, am I wrong in saying that, that you were first inspired by this through your childhood and then this way you, were, you became the writer? Well, um, that was definitely a part of it. I really became inspired. I've worked as an environmental communicator for more than 30 years. And what we kept finding is over time, you know, in the, in the 80s and 90s, we were talking about, um, you know, oh, here's all these horrible things happening to our planet and what we're doing to it and we need to change and that sort of thing. And what we found over time is that we had so much more success with our messaging if we really first talked about how people connect with nature and they need to get outside in order to do that because what we understand that we value, we will then act to protect that, right? We'll protect our children, protect all the things, our homes, whatever we value, we're going to act to protect those. And so if we have a sense of the true value of nature in our lives, then we will act to protect that. And so I kept thinking, how can I, how can I translate that messaging in a new way? And I had never written fiction, but gave it a shot. So... (laughs) Well, I, I love how you use actual traditional uh, things, authentic traditions inside this story. And because that really does bring it forward even more to get people to go to a Google to learn more about what you're already introducing us to. Yeah, thanks for that. I That was part of, you know, having the extra cultures in there. It was fascinating. I knew nothing about Wales or Welsh history. And it was fascinating to learn how to make mead wine, for example, or, um, you know, some of the cultures, the Lama State traditions that they have and, and how they're connected to nature and to indigenous um, traditions as well as far as first harvests. And, you know, just even the nature research that I did, I, I can't say that I knew much about loons before I wrote the story, but I'm fascinated with them now. <laughs> the book we're talking about is the best of the best part of us. Um, I've, I've never read a book about the Great Lakes region. It almost seems like that's a part of our nation that really a lot of people aren't speaking about anymore. Yeah, and isn't that a shame? Because when you take the Great Lakes states and provinces, it's actually the third largest economy in the world as far as what it generates for the North American continent. And, you know, here's 20% of the world's fresh water is right here. And it needs to be preserved and protected and, and, you know, kept as clean as possible, given how many people are here. And with climate change, all the estimates are is that we're going to see a huge influx of people living in this region. Um, I know since I've lived here almost all of my life, just how the, all of the gifts the lakes give to us. Um, but that was part of it too, was really wanting to um, have a setting where, you know, not necessarily on a great lake because it's a whole different personality than an inland lake and, and harder to do a lot of the plot lines in the story with a big lake, but really wanting to have a sense for people of what the beauty and majesty is of the Great Lakes region and particularly the Canadian Shield area, which is just so gorgeous. 
There's there's so much in your writing in the way that people are going to readers are going to walk away going, I learned something new today. Do you do that on purpose? You plant little seeds or Easter eggs? Um, you know, I think um, maybe not intentionally, um, certainly wanting nature to come alive for them. And, and I guess I'm just that type of person. I, I like to learn something as I'm reading. So kind of selfishly trying to do it for myself as well. The name of the book is The Best Part of Us. Are you going to turn something like this into a podcast? Because you've got a wealth of knowledge inside of you and, 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 and everything that you've learned spiritually from the universe is just moving through you. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, that's a that's a great idea to investigate. It'd be something for, you know, especially when people want to, they're getting out more now. And I, and I love the way that the animals in my own forest here in South Charlotte, North Carolina, I mean, they, it, they're like, they're so friendly. It's 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 like they, their job right now is to babysit the human. Isn't it? it just, you just feel it, you know, when you look through history and you see that there are in times of great calamity in his, in human history, nature is, is, is that much more vibrant and I don't, I, I don't know how it's been in North Carolina but up here in the Great Lakes region we have just had an amazingly gorgeous summer and um, you know from the water quality restoring to you know you hear suddenly about um, you know jellyfish and things over in Venice in the in the canals and the clarity of the water and I have a friend in India who she said she hasn't seen such clear skies and in her entire lifetime so in true. India. So. so true. you got to come back to this show anytime, Sally. The door is always going to be open for you. Oh, thank you so much. This has been just wonderful talking with you, Errol. Will you be brilliant today, okay? Okay, you too. Thank you. That's Play It Forward. You can hear other conversations just like this one on all three of my podcasts. Like It's Live, Unplugged and Totally Uncut, and View from the Writing Instrument, all found on every digital platform.